0: You know, one of the the hardest things to believe as a Christian, one of the biggest struggles that you will have in this life, is to believe that in Jesus you have all you need. To put your full trust and confidence that Jesus Christ has and will graciously give and provide everything you need in this world. I mean, when you reflect on that statement that Jesus is all I need, or Jesus is my everything. That just seems very impractical. It doesn't seem to make sense to rely upon God's grace for everything. I mean to rely on his unmerited favor and care and love and blessings over you for everything you are and have and do in this life. I mean, there's doubt in us all. Even, even as longtime believers. That says that we can't just rely upon Jesus for everything. For that's just not how the world works. I mean, if you rely every rely upon him for everything, we tend to think that, well, guess what? We're ending up we're probably just gonna be lazy. <laughs> I mean, like we say things like, I can't just expect my house to get clean. Right? I can't just expect my a paycheck to show up. I have to look after my kids. I have to take care of my spouse. I can't just simply trust that God's going to take care of all of that. I still have to take my pills to keep my blood pressure down. I still need to keep aware of my surroundings as I drive my car, because if I don't, guess what? I'm going to get in an accident. We say things like this, or we say things that you know, trusting in Christ doesn't affect these types of things. You know, I still I can still have all the trust and faith in the world, but I still have to do all these things on my own. So I, so I know we say that he is our everything, John, but if we really look at that statement and take it to its conclusion, then things in this world or in our life would never get done. We tell ourselves in the back of our minds... To live by the grace of God does not work in this world. To live by trusting in the unmerited favor and and unmerited provision of God for everything through faith in Christ over our life just does not work in this world, John. And we end up giving into the philosophy of, well, you know, God does his part, but you got to do your own part. Christ and his gospel of grace is not the one cure answer, the one all answer that we need. We need more than just this gospel of the grace of God in our life. See, it's thoughts like that, church, that you and I will struggle with every day. I mean, that's what I struggle with every day. Why? Because that's is sin's mission in our life. To have you and I believe the lie that Christ is an incomplete Savior, an incomplete provider, a a partial Savior, if you will, that all is not done That there's still much left for you to do on your own. That this thing called life is resting upon your shoulders. So don't mess up. Don't make a mistake. Because in the end, you can mess this whole thing up. And God's grace is not sufficient enough, not powerful enough to get you out of it. Or to sustain you or to empower you in this life by simply trusting in Jesus. But here's the thing. The gospel's good news. It's good news that, remo- that completely removes the burden of life. It doesn't add to the burdens of life. It doesn't say, well, I got you in, but now it's up to you to stay in. The gospel is not halfway good news. It is the great full news that we need to free us from such lies in our minds and our hearts to complete, uh, that frees us completely from this world's grasp upon us. This gospel is a message that truly frees us from our burdens, truly frees us from the power and sin and death in our life. See, when we go to Christ by faith in him as the source of our everything, trusting in him for our everything in this world, when we go to him saying we are not strong enough, we are not smart enough, We are not wise enough, we are not witty enough, we are not loving enough, forgiving enough, compassionate enough, bold enough, creative enough, safe enough, financially savvy enough, athletic enough, friendly enough. And the list can go on and on and on and on. When we go to him, seeing how truly weak and insufficient and incapable we are without him in this life with everything when we go to Him by faith as our personal sole provider for all things, and I mean absolutely everything, when we see Him as the gracious Savior who just gives and gives and provides and provides unconditionally, despite our imperfect obedience and imperfect performance before Him, then you know what happens? We don't become lazy. No, the very opposite happens in our life. Rather, we become all the more empowered by his grace alone to interact, to relate, to advance, to invest in the very people and things around us the right way for his glory. Interact and invest in a way that is not burdensome, but freeing. A way that is not empty, but fulfilling. A way that is not shallow, but impactful. A way that is filled with power and joy and peace and love and hope. This includes even dealing with ourselves on a personal level. Our own sins that only you know. The faults and failures and missteps that you have deep within your heart. That you battle with every day, but you're keeping hidden from everyone else. By going to him and saying, I don't even know how to deal with myself or even understand myself. By his grace and his grace alone, he will enable you and me to overcome these things and not be burdened by them or destroyed by them. Or live in fear of them. But rather, he will show us how we are already free of them. So you can even love yourself the right way. The gospel is good news. The best news you will ever hear, for Christ has come to save sinners, people who were in darkness and were darkness itself. God looked upon you and me who had nothing and were amounting to nothing but death, and out of his grace, out of his gracious love, then he gave us his Son to be our everything by faith in him alone faith in his life, death, and bodily resurrection on our behalf because of our sins. And Paul here in our text today in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10 is really going to go over this concept as we see Christ as the source of our everything for everything we are and everything we do because the world, the flesh, and the devil wants you to do the very opposite of that. Sin wants you to grow independent of God in all things, and not dependent upon God for anything. Sin wants you, to be in the, wants you to be in the spotlight of life, and Christ to be in the backstage never thought of or even seen. So today our title is Grow Dependent on Jesus. So let's look at the text and see what wonders of the gospel and, and what freedom we can rest in today. Now to set this up, Paul has been using a a really impactful metaphor of this description of the the Christian life as compared to the non-Christian. He's been really focusing on this light and darkness. Light being the new creation in Christ as our source for all that we are on this path that is only life now. And darkness being sin, meaning in bondage to its power on a path that is only death. At the end of verse 8, Paul says, we are to walk as children of light. And then in verse 9, he quickly inserts in parentheses the promises of what is and what will be produced in us now as children of light by the power of Christ and his grace over us. He said, all that is good, right, and true will come about us through faith alone in Jesus or as we walk as children of light. And then he moves on then to describe the way that you and I will will be able to see the promises of the gospel in our life. These promises of what Christ has attained for us. The good, the right, and the true. He begins here in verse 10 to point out how Christ is working those things in us. So he's completing this thought then of what what it means to walk walk as children of light. By saying in verse 10, because he comes back to verse 8. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And this brings us to our first point. Grow dependent upon Jesus by going to Jesus for everything. So what Paul is saying here to them and to us is, do you really want to see the hand of God that is already at work in your life? Do you want to see Christ finished works, how it's bringing blessing upon blessing upon you now? Do you want to see the power of the gospel of the grace of God that is working in you? Then go to the Lord to see how to live according to his ways. Go to him and then rest and rely upon him to empower you to live according to his ways. And stop relying on yourself or anything else. Stop going to anything else. Stop being so independent in your life and become more dependent upon Jesus like a child. I mean, he did say walk as a child of light, not an adult of light. Which is interesting, right? Why a child? Why walk as a child, finding out what's pleasing to the Lord? Well, think of it this way. If we are children of light, then we need to rely upon our parent like a child would. Paul is saying our lives or our approach to life now is like a child's approach to life in some sense. So to give you an example. Uh, when I go out, go out on a walk with my children, my children hold my hand and follow me wherever I go. For the most part. Just, just follow. Okay, just, Let's be ideal here. Okay, They hold my hand and follow me wherever I go. Stop lying, John. Okay, look. <laughs> Anyways, they follow me wherever I go and hold my hand. They're having me guide them. And they are following me as we maneuver around the world around us. And as we, are, as we walk, they are always pointing out things and asking questions. Like, they, they always want to know what this is or that is. Even the simplest of things. They keep asking and asking. There is this inquisitive mindset to know what things truly are. And how they need to understand them. There is this honesty in them in these early years of six and three. That they freely admit that they don't know everything. That they don't even know how to understand the most simplest of things in life. There's an honesty there. But they want to know. And that's how we are to be with our Lord. We are to, by faith, admit to our God that we don't know how to live a life that is pleasing to Him on our own, in our own strength or in our own wisdom. We don't know how to have a right relationship, ultimately, with anything or anyone. We don't know how to take care of ourselves, ultimately, or anyone. We don't know how... We don't know how, uh, what to do or what to think or how to feel about anything, ultimately, ultimately, that will be pleasing to him on our own, according to our own standards and our own principles. But sadly, we always think we do. And that is the battle of faith every day with sin. We don't see him as our everything. We think we're more mature than we are. We're more wiser than we are. We end up trying to run off on our own, thinking we got this, and then boom, we trip and we fall right into sin, scraping our little knees, more like cracking our heads. When we think that God, our parent, doesn't care about the little things in life, the tiny and mundane details, the things that we think are so frivolous and are of no importance to him, when we start dealing with them according to our own ways and our own standards, then smack right in our face, we walk straight into a glass door that we thought was open, but it's closed. But man, we sure thought it was open by our standards and judgments. We thought it was going to be easy to go through, but nope, it was closed, and man, it hurts. But truly, our God is a good parent over us and he cares about everything. And yet we don't believe it. But he does. He does so much. He loves you so much. The cross is the full proof of his holy, complete love for you and all of your life. Every detail. The full proof and the full display of his love for sinners such as you and me is upon And revealed on the cross how he has done everything for us to be with him by faith alone in Jesus. And so he wants us to go to him for everything. For he is taking care of everything for you. And when you and I realize that more and more by faith, we will see God's hand at work in our life. For we will see the goodness, the rightness, the truth being produced in all that we do. Let me approach it from a completely different angle here. And this brings us to our second point. Grow dependent upon Jesus by knowing in Him you have everything. You're noticing a theme here. See, when Paul says find out or discern what is pleasing to the Lord so you can see and experience goodness, rightness, and truth, it's important to understand that Paul is not promising that your situation in life will be changed by these things. Paul is not saying your life circumstances are going to get better because of the gospel. No, the promise of good, right, and true The promise is to you as an individual that God is working within you to produce these qualities in you throughout whatever you are dealing with as you are seeking his counsel in what pleases him. So your marriage may not get better. It might get worse. Your relationships may not be restored. You may lose your job. You may hit financial hard times. You may lose the one you love so dearly. You may end up with some physical ailment that hinders you from doing what you used to do. You may have people turn against you who used to be your best friends. Paul is not saying being a child of life uh, of light promises success and prosperity in this world as the world defines it or even how we would like to define it to fit our comfort. No, as we as we know, the promise is that as you go to see what is pleasing to him and discerns it and discern it, the promise is that you will see the success and the prosperity of the cross being worked into your life through whatever or whoever you are dealing with or whatever you are losing. You will see and experience the good, the right, the true that is being worked in you that Christ has attained for you as you discern what is pleasing to him as a child of light now or put completely different. You will see the power of God working within you not to bring you out of the chaos but to bring you through the chaos as light which is unhinged from the chains of sin that would make you become the chaos itself. Remember, Christ is saving you from the world of darkness. His light is tearing away the darkness that we used to be and the situation that you are in right now, whatever it is, whatever you are facing, Throw in whoever, whatever you want. Know that it no longer has power over you in that it brings condemnation upon your life and messes you up. But rather, it is now being worked in a way that will only benefit you in the Lord to conform you to the image of Christ, to conform you into his child of light that you already are by faith in Christ. The good, the right, the true is being worked in you for you are a child of light now by faith in Christ alone and what he has done for you and not by what you do for him or what even you give up for him. The gospel is good news. It is the chain and burden-breaking message that gives rescue, rest, life, and freedom. The gospel message is our life now. Or as one person said, the gospel is gospel. Good news for all creatures. Not a proclamation of destruction and death, but of resurrection and life. And the way we see all of this by our faith in Christ and grow in all of this as so so to walk as the children of light that we already are is by prayerfully going to his word. For that's our primary way of finding out what is pleasing to him. You have to admit you don't know when you go to the Bible. For all of scripture ultimately points to the finished work of Christ that we rest in. All of it in one way or another points to the gospel, or as one theologian said, not whether it leads us to Christ, but how. As we do our personal study of God's Word, as we go to Bible studies, which I I encourage you, go to Bible studies if you're not in one, as we come to service, to hear the Word of God preached, as we come to We come here to hear how Christ has freed us. We come to declare his freedom in all that we say, think, and feel, and do. That all is finished in him and him alone. We come wanting to learn then how to rest and grow more and more dependent upon him in all things. This is what is pleasing to the Lord. Our spiritual growth is seen in our dependence upon him for everything, not our independence of him in anything. Now I want to look at this with one more angle. So we can really see what Paul is getting at here. And we can walk away in all of our God and all of what has been done for us by Christ simply by having faith alone in him so that he has made us children of his light. And this brings us to our last point. Grow dependent on Jesus by living from and for him in everything. When Paul says, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, this statement, follow me here, is more than Paul saying, be a good person. Just be a nice guy. Be a nice gal. Paul is not arguing for us to be moralist here. Though many might think that. Realize Paul is laying out here a fundamental difference between a converted, regenerate person who now has life by faith in Christ as compared to a person who is spiritually dead and is darkness itself. There is a radical difference now. And that radical, life-changing difference is not that we do good things now or even want to do good things now, though we fail to do them as much as we like. I mean, on a very practical level, okay? I think of, listen to me. There are many good and upright, trustworthy, and truthful people in this world who are not Christians. I mean, obviously not perfect people but there are some truly outstanding people that have done great things in this world. In fact, there may be even people in your own life who are not Christians at all, but when your life is compared to theirs, your life looks like a train wreck. I mean, they're always moving up in their careers. Their kids are so so well-behaved and accomplished. Their marriage is so ideal in how they interact with each other. They're always financially helping others and volunteering at community events. Even their dog is so well behaved and trained that it greets you with a handshake when you open the door. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. There are people in this world that seem like they just are always doing the right things and saying the right things and having the right values when it comes to family, work, and friends. Yet Paul here is saying, even still, there is is a radical difference between you and them. So to cut to the point, that difference is that unlike them, you are not living as a person who is obsessed with doing the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. Rather, you are now a person who lives to please the Lord in all things. And that is the major radical difference. You are living from a relationship with Jesus Christ by faith in Him. Your life is characterized and motivated from seeking the Lord and what pleases Him because of your gratitude towards Him for what has been done for you through His own Son, Jesus Christ. That is the difference between you and the world of so-called good people, who we know are all sinners. And through that, that is how we will end up doing the right things, or the good things, or the truthful things in our life. And that, my friends, looks very, very different from the world. For the world lives to obtain by doing such things. We live from what has already been attained for us in Christ. We live from just giving and giving and giving and they live from taking and taking and taking and earning and earning and moving up and up and up and we're already there in Christ. See, our goal is not to please men or even be pleasing to men. That's the world's goal. That is not our motive and that is not our end. That's the world's that's the world's motive but not ours. In fact, our life really has no regards to what men think of us anymore. Not to be mean. That's just, that's the truth. We're free. Because remember, all mankind is in darkness. And who wants to go to that? Who cares about that? But we are now the light of the Lord. So our, so our lives now are directed and based in And based on what pleases our God. Based in what has been obtained for us in Christ. And we live from that and to that. We live from the relationship and in the relationship we have with Jesus Christ by faith alone. So even if we end up doing the right things, like a non-believer would, there is a vast difference between what they are doing and what you are doing. The why makes all the difference. Our why gives whatever it is an eternal meaning, an eternal purpose, an eternal value of everything that's good, right, and true. For it's all based in and comes from our God through faith in Christ. That's the difference. See, we raise our families We go to our jobs, we drive our cars, we brush our teeth, we invest our finances, we do our hobbies, we make our jokes, we watch our media, we take care of ourselves and others, we even sleep all to the glory of God. Or as our text states, that's what we should be doing, trying to discern what is pleasing to the Lord through faith in Christ, in everything that we are and do, to be dependent on Him in all things whereas all others do everything for a vain gain and a personal glory that will amount to nothing but death and destruction in the end, we do it for the glory of God that will have an eternal purpose and value. Remember, God is planting his kingdom with broken tools, but it's beautiful and it's gonna last forever. See, Paul is saying here that for us, we do everything not for gain, because Christ has gained everything for us and is freely giving it to us through faith in him alone. We are then to look to see what pleases the Lord to experience the blessings and the promises we already have in Christ so that we can see how we have everything already in him. And simply put, we rely upon Christ more and more every day in all things for all things to live according to his ways by his power in everything. For our faith in Christ reveals daily as 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. Our faith reveals this. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. That's everything about you. And And that is the wonder and comfort of the gospel message. It's so contrary to the way the world works. Because see, no matter how much we Fail. No matter how many times we sin, no matter how many times we mess up, God does not turn us away and say, Well, go fix it first before you come to me. Clean yourself up before you come to me looking like that. Or, Well, you made the mess, now go straighten it out on your own and then maybe we'll talk about it. No. His grace is the very opposite. He encourages us all the more to come to him to find out how to deal, how to interact, how to invest, what to say, how to say it, everything. Because Christ has already won for us. We come to him to see how he is already victorious over whatever it is that we're dealing with, even if it is our fault. For the Christian life is all about his grace. And that's the message we take to the world. We take his grace, this gracious message of the gospel. Church, you are the child of light by faith in Christ alone. And he loves you oh so much. So I pray that you grow even more dependent upon him and his son today. More than you did then when you first walked into this room. Let us go now to the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this hope of the gospel. God, you have truly done everything through your son. God, help us believe that every day more and more. Lord, with everything we're facing, whether it's medical or relational or, or financial or whatever it may be, Lord, help us remember that you are our everything and all of it is somehow working for our good and you. That somehow it's being worked in a way that conforms us to your son. And then God, that so we can remember and know how to deal with the problems in our life. And deal with them not on our own, but by giving them to you. And relying upon you for the answer. And then, Lord, help us be, come boldly before the throne of grace to know that you will provide the answer. God, I, I pray also, too, if someone doesn't know you here today, that today be the day that they run and they open their hands and say, I need a Savior. I am a sinner in need of a great Savior. God, you are so good. Be with us today as we leave. In Jesus' name, amen.